Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 79, and the topic for today is impression management. Received a suggestion for this episode from the Facebook page, which is available at facebook.com slash life habits. And Maria, a regular listener and commenter of the series, suggested the following. How about an episode on marketing yourself? I'd like to hear about creating a personal brand, developing an elevator pitch, and such. I thought that was a brilliant idea, Maria, and decided that this session would address those very topics that you mentioned. Let's start as we usually do, with a few quotes to get us thinking about this overall topic. The first quote is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who says, Make the most of yourself, for that is all there is of you. Maxwell Maltz says, Your most important sale in life is to sell yourself to yourself. And lastly, Sir Thomas Overbury said, Put your best foot forward. Now, in psychology, this overall approach is called impression management or self-presentation. But the actual techniques and the mindset that we can use here can profitably be leveraged from the approaches used in marketing and marketing products. But I want to point out that this isn't about some crass or artificial way of selling yourself. It's, as the quote said, all about sort of putting your best foot forward and actually focusing on the impression you're creating for yourself and intentionally improving it. And we did something similar to this in episode 38 when we used the techniques and approaches that are used in product design to design your life. And a lot of very good feedback from that session saying that it was a great way to actually think about improving yourself using the techniques and approaches of design. So this time we're focusing specifically on the image that you present to the world and how you can improve that by leveraging the kind of thinking that companies use in marketing products. Now, the last episode we did together, number 78, on the topic of staying true to yourself is relevant here still too, because we don't want to create an impression of someone that you're not. We want to make sure that you're projecting an image of yourself that, as we said in that episode, is congruent with who you are and who you want to be perceived to be as well. So let's go through a few thoughts in terms of how you might want to think about the whole space of how you're projecting an image of yourself to the world and the ways that you may be able to think about improving that by using these categories and concepts and approaches that are used in marketing products. So let's start first with the question of who you are, what you stand for, and why others should care. So what is it that you're all about? And we talked about that in the last episode as well. Think about the work you've done in that and other episodes that really get to the heart of what you stand for and what you're all about and what really you have to offer the world as well. And then think about what your objective is, what your goal is. And you may have several, but many people have sort of one or two that they're particularly 
interested in, and that is to get a job or to get a better job, to find a partner, to just simply be more effective, to be more popular, to have more friends. Think through what your objective is as you're thinking through this notion of how to improve the impression that you make on others. And then next, think about, much in the way that companies would think about this in terms of marketing product, what is your market? Who are you trying to address? Who are you trying to influence? Who are you trying to make a better impression upon? If you're looking for a job, it may be employers. If you're looking for a partner, it may be eligible partners out there. Or others of you may simply want to improve the impression you're making on sort of everybody that you meet more generally. But think about if there are specific groups of people that you very expressly want to focus on and be better at in terms of the impression that you make on them. And then think about what you have to offer and what your product is and how that can be further improved. And then I'd actually suggest that you actually use episode 38 on designing your life to even look at some of the areas that you may want to improve upon and the methods that I suggested there as well of focusing on how you may be able to improve your product, so to speak. Next, think about what your marketing channels are to use marketing speak. If you're looking for a job, probably LinkedIn and maybe a personal website is the appropriate way of reaching out and influencing and being noticed and getting your message out there. If you're looking for a partner, maybe the dating websites. It may be Facebook more generally for any number of other areas where you want to improve the way that you're perceived. <clears throat> might be Twitter. Might be on the phone. You might spend a lot of time on the telephone. You want to improve the way that you are perceived using that medium. And as well as, of course, in person. So think about what the avenues are and the kind of channels are for the primary way that you have as opportunities to influence and be perceived by others that you're trying to improve the impression that you leave. And then think through how you can improve the impressions that you make with others. And look here at the, the whole package. And a lot of the time we'll think about very specific things to improve. You look at a, a particular issue, and even in this podcast series, you will look at a particular focused topic, and, and those are very worthwhile doing. But when you're looking at this overall improvement that you want to make in the impression that you leave with others, you have to think of the entire package. You have to look at all aspects of how you're presenting yourself you know, to others, not just an individual one little thing. And you have to also realize that this is online, on the phone, as well as in person. I would suggest that you think particularly of several items in this area. First of all, I'd like you to think about the market that you're trying to serve, the market that you're trying to influence. So again, if you're, you know, looking for a job, you're going to do these things differently than if you're you know, looking for a partner, etc. And while in general, you want to make sure that you're leaving an appropriate impression on everyone, there may well be particular things that you want to accomplish, as I said earlier, with regard to these objectives and goals that you have that may 
trump the others and that you want to focus specifically on those. So for example, um, finding a partner that that's really important to you, then, okay, focus very specifically on, you know, that aspect of the ways in which you convey and provide information about yourself. Now, one aspect of that overall package is to look at how you're perceived with regard to your look, your appearance, your clothes, your hair. This goes for men and women. Think through what impression you want to leave in all the places that you are providing that information and not just a single one. Remember, I talked about the whole package. And it has to be appropriate for the appropriate market. Now, increasingly, a lot of the things that we're doing are online. And a lot of people haven't switched over to thinking about the degree to which the impression that they leave is, in fact, one that is primarily being influenced by the information that they have online. For example, your profile picture, whether it's a, a Facebook profile pic or whether it's on Twitter, might be on you know a dating site, might be on your work site, maybe the one on LinkedIn. That's incredibly important. I can't emphasize more how in many ways that profile picture is you to many, many, many people. And a lot of people will spend a lot of time on, you know, when they're going out, let's say on a date, or if they're getting dressed for a, an interview, and they'll really work on that sort of in-person impression that they want to leave. They have all the right thinking about being appropriate for the occasion and make sure that they're putting their best foot forward in that way, but yet completely disregard what is being shown online with regard to them. I'm, there are people at the place that I work who have essentially a profile picture that is essentially in their online phone book, if you will, and they've spent no time whatsoever in you know, creating one that is appropriate for the occasion. Some people even put up uh, cartoon-like pictures instead. Other people will have pictures that are just horrible resolution or just them at a party with a drink and pay no attention whatsoever to that aspect. They realize they need to create a picture, so they grab whatever picture they happen to have. And I can't stress enough how that is incredibly foolish, how for an online world, what you create as that picture of yourself, that that is as important, or I would argue probably much more important than when you're getting yourself ready for an interview or a presentation or a date or anything else for that matter when you're doing it in person. So you got to realize that your online persona is incredibly important. You have to give that a lot of thought and a lot of planning. And you have to make sure that it's appropriate for the so-called market. Now, you might also want to consider creating different personas and different looks and different impressions for different markets, if you will, online. So if you're wanting to create a professional website and appearance, as well as on LinkedIn, for example, that you have a particular description of yourself and photograph and the like there, and that you have a different one if you're on Facebook. And on Facebook, you might want to just get together with your friends and, you know, have your party pictures and that kind of thing. 
that is an approach to take, but you have to really be careful in segmenting those sort of markets. You can do it. You can work with the ever-increasingly and challenging privacy controls on websites like Facebook to restrict access to it and try to have different personas for different so-called markets that you care about. But you also have to realize that in many, many cases, that's very difficult to do and that one will bleed into the other. So you always have to be aware of the fact that when you do create something online, it may well bleed from one group of people or markets, if you will, to the other as well. And that can sometimes be either embarrassing, uncomfortable, or potentially damaging in terms of the different sets of people that you are trying to control some level of impression for. So I would suggest that in particular, with regard to this profile picture, which I, again, argue is incredibly important to get right, I would suggest that you make sure that you focus on the camera positioning, make sure that the background is appropriate, the lighting is appropriate, especially in cases where you're creating one for the purposes of, you know, business or your, whatever your primary focus is with regard to working with others. It might be an organization, it might be a school, you might be a teacher, be a, uh, someone who's working in an organization. There are those types of pictures where you need to create a picture of yourself uh, for that kind of purpose. And that one, I would advocate you creating as a very professional looking, and you could actually go ahead and actually get a professional picture taken for that purpose as well, because you want to make sure that you have the right sort of impression that you're leaving. And like I said before, it's the most important one that you have in conveying who you are and what you look like to you know, many, many, many people. I also advocate, as do many others, that in the social networks where you are trying to convey that kind of persona, that you have a professional persona that you want to maintain and you care about, that you also even have the same photograph in different places as well and not change it all the time. Because if you're changing it constantly or you have different ones in different places, it's more difficult for somebody to recognize that, oh yeah, that's that same person. You're also conveying the similar impression from all those places as well. If you want to segment the groups of people that you work with and have in your community, so if you wanted to have a very restricted profile on Facebook, for example, you could change that picture, make those more fun, but realize that profile pictures on Facebook aren't able to be easily at least restricted from view from the general public either. So still keep that in mind when you create those. But I can't emphasize enough that in this entire discussion of impression management, the photographs that you use, particularly as profile pictures on online and social media sites is incredibly important. Also focus on the style and the substance of your communication, whether it's in person or online. And again, here we get into a difference that people artificially make, I think, between in-person 
where for years we've considered that if you're in a lecture theater, you're going to be speaking differently than you will if you're at a party. And if you're going for an interview, that you would speak differently than you would if you're on a date. But often online, people aren't making those kinds of differentiations and are using, for example, text speak, that is using the various short forms that we often use when we're texting and using that in more professional or in school situations if you're, you know, writing a paper for school. And that again is kind of a weird experience that we're going through as we're quite rapidly converting communications that used to be in one format, and that is sort of in-person or in more formal communication channels over into these online ones. And we're not giving it thought as to what might be different and that we should use a different technique and we should use a different language, a different style of speaking for one and the other. And of course, all the things that we've talked about in this podcast series thus far, and we've had a number of episodes talking about effective communication, whether it's life habits number 10 and 11 way back, talked about communication, both interpersonally and communication to larger groups. On episode 49, it talked about assertiveness, which also is incredibly important to get right as you're trying to create an appropriate impression in others. And episode 58 on authentic listening is also incredibly important for the ways in which you master communication so that you're focusing on it and improving it and with an intentional focus on creating a particular type of impression as well. If you, as I've said many, many times before, when we talk about any number of other skills, we talk about our skills for, you know, playing golf, we talk about skills for playing a musical instrument, we talk about any number of of skills that we, when we're about to approach that type of endeavor, we think through that we need to get a teacher, we need to go and practice, we need to learn the techniques and then further improve. And a lot of the things that we're talking about on this podcast series are the most important to our overall success. And yet we think that we don't need to put focus on it, that we don't think that we need to get pointers for how to improve it and to practice it over and over again. And all aspects of this impression management topic, this marketing yourself using Maria's terminology, is all about all the aspects of your life that in many ways make a huge difference, and yet we often don't provide enough you know, focus on it. So communication of various sorts, whether that's online, whether that's in person, is the other area to focus on to make sure that you are intentionally delivering a style of communication and effectiveness of communication that is aligned with the impression that you're trying to make. Now, lastly, I wanted to suggest that you focus very specifically, in addition to all the other general advice I've given with regard to focusing on who it is you're targeting and making sure that you look at the total package that you're delivering, making sure that you look at your look the actual how you are creating your, whether it's your uh, your hair, your clothes, and the like that it's appropriate for the appropriate markets, that you make sure that you work on the profile picture that I've talked about, that you make sure that your communication online and, and in person is appropriate for the particular purpose and target that you have, you know, to sum all of it up. And this is an incredibly important thing to do. 
I'd like to suggest that you develop a simple, short description of yourself for use online and in person. For the online, it's tell me about yourself and imagine that you're filling in an entry field on a website that asks about yourself. You should have a ready description of your little bio, if you will, a little description about yourself that you would use in those circumstances. Now, you may have multiples of those, one of those for each of the so-called markets or the groups that you want to target. So you may well have one that is professional for job seeking and or just describing what it is that you do and your professional history. You may have a different one if you were be putting something on a, a dating site, for example, etc. You may have another one that's more generic that would be appropriate for more general social media and the like. But so one is to work on with regard to your online persona. And the other is the in-person one, which even though I've talked a lot about the importance of the online persona that you create, and I largely do that because a lot of people don't think about online as importantly as they should. I put a lot of focus on that, but I don't want to, for a moment, give you the impression that in-person impression management isn't important because it really is too. And so when we're talking about developing this simple, short description of yourself, in addition to the online one that I just described, you also want to create one that essentially is a verbal description of yourself. And consider this to be an elevator pitch, as Maria had mentioned before as well. It's a very useful way to think about how to force yourself to make a description short and making sure that you get to the main points and that you don't ramble. So I'd actually recommend that you create this little description of yourself and actually practice it when you're in an elevator, when nobody is in the elevator with you. You can in time, when people do actually ask you it in an elevator, you can practice it as well, but uh, with somebody else in the, in the elevator. But this is actually a really good thing to practice, that if you're going up some five floors in an elevator, take the little description that you have for yourself and, you know, just deliver it. And, the, and during the time that you have to make your elevator trip and you're then practicing you know, it as well. And keep in mind that, you know, if you have a generic one, that's fine. Let's use that one. If you have one that is focused on a particular objective, as we've mentioned several times throughout this episode, work that one. If it's somebody that you're going to meet in an elevator that you have an opportunity potentially to pitch yourself in terms of finding a job, or it's somebody that you're particularly interested in as a partner, practice your elevator pitch, which is essentially your description about yourself. Now, I would suggest as well, as you're creating both that online version, as well as the in-person version, to focus on the positive. Don't get into any negative things about yourself. To the point, don't ramble. Make it interesting. Make it something that somebody would really be wanting to listen to. Make it really informative, making sure that you're, it's not just all fluff, <laughs> that you actually provide some level of information that would be useful and, you know, where relevant, make it focused on your, your target market. I would suggest that for the online version that you actually write it up and then you come back to it again as if you were a person in the target market. Imagine yourself, if you wrote a description and you put a picture up of yourself 
for, let's say, a dating site. Now go pretend that you are a person that's looking at that as an interested party that may want to go out with you. Now look critically at what you've written and the pictures that you put up and the impression that you're making and evaluate it from that point of view. Same thing if you wrote something else up that's more relevant to a working situation. Look at it again and say, hmm, that picture may be appropriate for a dating site, but it's kind of not appropriate for a professional kind of environment. So I need to change that that picture. And if you look at the description, you think, okay, well, you know, that seems to be a bit too long still. It's not really getting at what my qualifications are, or I'm being a little too crass about the way that I'm saying I have these skills. Look at it and critique it and iterate on what it is that you're creating. For the in-person version, the verbal description, I would suggest that you record it, at least using audio and ideally even video. You know, you don't have to go do this in the elevator and do this at home. Most everybody now has some way of, whether it's in your phone or some other video camera, to record yourself actually giving this little elevator speech, you know, about yourself, answering the question, tell me about yourself, and evaluate as if you were in that target market again, how you're coming across. Are you being too verbose? Are you not being assertive enough? Are you not using enough eye contact? Are you really getting to the point that you're trying to make with regard to the impression that you're wanting to leave? Again, use it as a learning opportunity. Again, if you were learning to play golf or if you're learning to play the piano, you know that you would be critiquing what it is that you'd be doing and wanting to get better at it. This is no exception. So look at the impression that you're creating and then manage it by further iterating, you know, on it as well. So that's the overall topic of impression management. Maria, I hope that's useful to you as well as to a number of you who would want to focus on this area. And I think given particularly the online version of all of this, I think is incredibly important for everybody to focus on and as I mentioned many times in the session already, I'm very concerned that lots of people do not put a lot of emphasis into this and suggest that you do. I'd like to encourage you to, if you haven't already, join the facebook.com slash life habits page. And many people have joined that page recently, and I'd like to welcome you all. A number of Listeners have also contributed to that page or messaged me there, including Tran, Brett, Kathy, Noel, Janice, Chandra Mohan, Hannah, and Beverly. There are also many comments on iTunes, too, from countries like the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, India, and including those from Jim, Valerie, Mrs. ADCLS, as somebody that is uh, listing themselves as uh, Gay Filipino, uh, and Brett, Linda, and Cam. And there are several listeners also sent me emails, including Jackie, Brad, Allison, and Henry. And on Twitter, Philip, Zeb, Agarav, Brandon, and Beverly. So thanks to all of you. I also wanted to mention that there is a mobile app, a web-based one, courtesy of the company that I use for hosting this podcast called Podbean. And you can access that mobile app via lifehabits.podbean.com slash mobile. So that's lifehabits.podbean.com slash mobile. 
And with regard to that, Ariane also said regarding the podcast app, oh, this is on Android now. How convenient. I love your podcast. I keep recommending it to my friends. I'm in the middle of compiling a list of poignant episodes to a friend who could use the guidance. So I'd like to thank all of you for listening, for contributing, and most importantly, for focusing on improving yourself. That's it for this episode. Talk to you next time and bye for now.